Good afternoon and welcome to your book, Garden Radio, a copyrighted show presented by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm Tina Sasetic, your host. It's been a little over a month since I've been on the air. Shoulder surgery kind of derailed me for a bit, but I'm back on track again and happy to be on the air and visiting with you. Um, today my guest is Christine Raymond, and before we went on the air, we were talking a little bit about the weather. She's from Kentucky, and um, in my mind, I'm picturing, you know, this warm, balmy weather, and I went online and looked, and no, it's only 25 there. I was disappointed, but it's still warmer than here, which is only 15. So, um yeah, I guess I think a lot of the country is, is being sucked in with cold weather. Anyway, as I said, today my guest is author and fellow podcaster and romance author Christine Raymond. Christine didn't figure out what she wanted to be when she grew up, grew up until later in life. You guessed it, it's being an author. Since writing and publishing her first book in 2013, she's gone on to complete two romance series, one historical western and one contemporary, a humorous nonfiction story, a collection of seasonally themed short stories, and a contemporary erotic drama. She also hosts a podcast called Word Play by Christine Raymond. Welcome, Christine. Hi, Tina. Thanks for having me on the show. Hi. Yeah, it's a it's it's a pleasure to have you here. When, you, when there was that pause there, I thought, oh my gosh, did we you know, did I mess up? Because earlier, I, I you know when you when you called in. And I was saying, you know, the telephone number that pops up for you is all ones. And I'm like, uh-oh, are we going to have a problem here? But <laughs> looks like we're good to go. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself besides being from Kentucky. Well, originally I'm from Rhode Island. Then I made my way to Arizona and then found myself in Kentucky. And I think probably right now it's probably warmer in Flagstaff, Arizona than it is here. <laughs> <laughs> but as you said, it's kind of chilly in Kentucky right now. But yeah, um, but then you, you know, there's, there's not much to tell about me. I'm just kind of a normal person who decided one day, well, the, the normal part might be debatable, but uh, I just decided <laughs> one day to write a book just to see if I could. And I did. And it kind of just went on from there. So I recently published my 16th book and uh wow yeah. congratulations that's that's that's, 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 that's impressive <laughs> um so you, your first one was in two that that's that's quite a few that's quite a few books in a short amount of time and that's only six years yeah yeah you know, so is writing is writing your full-time job then or do you have a job outside of the home or no, I don't have a job outside of the home. So writing and podcasting and promoting and just pretty much anything book stuff is my job. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's it, it definitely keeps me busy. As far as the books, some years I was able to write several. This year I've only put out one. So it kind of depends on what else is going on in my life. And uh, this year I sort of got – sidetracked a little by the podcast in a good way but it it kind of took off in a way I wasn't expecting and took a lot more of my time so it's all about finding balance so yeah did you find do you ever find that you you know when you put out so many books in a year I mean what's the most number you put out in a year I know for sure three (laughs) well I know for sure three I'm I'm thinking I might have put four out, but I don't 
See, you're making me do math, and numbers are hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's do you need some coffee? I started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking in 2014 I may have put out, well, would it have been four? I'm trying to think because 2013 was when I started writing, and I put out Here to Stay, and then Hearts on Fire was December 26th, so almost at the end of the year. That was the second book in the series. And then I had, well, I don't know. Now you're going to make oh, me look. I'm going to pull up my Amazon <laughs> I'm thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, you know, I told you before I went on the air that I wasn't going to ask anything embarrassing, and I think I did. <laughs> but I have the same, I have no, the same problem. Embar- it's like, I, yeah, I, I have to look at my copyright pages. And, well, I actually put a thing in Excel with a list of my books and when they came out because it's like, I don't remember, you know, I remember which is my first, but you know, but my my first came out in 2013 also. So we kind of have our same celebratory, same celebratory year. Oh, that came out right. Um, um, I know I forgot I was going to ask you. Um, Oh, I know. Um, Do you ever, do, do you ever feel like you're getting burned out when you produce that much or, I'm just curious. I did I did go through a bit of burnout at the beginning of this year. For several months, I just really wanted nothing to do with anything. And I think that's when I really started concentrating on the podcast. And it, again, as I said, that kind of took off. But I think it's from the efforts I put in at the beginning of this year. And it took a while for me to get back into writing. And yeah, it it just sometimes it, it's not that the ideas aren't there. I have ideas for more books than I'll ever be able to write <laughs> in, yeah, in my you lifetime, do. you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, sometimes it just it's just not there, you know. Everybody has a different way of doing things, and and I've talked to a lot of authors about this, and for me there has to be that connection to the story. Even if it's in my head and I know what I want to say, if I'm not actually feeling like I'm part of that story, I just can't get it down. And that's the kind of thing that sort of holds me up. But I have never reached a point where I said, okay, I don't want to write anymore. I'm never going to write again. That just hasn't happened. Well, you know, it's interesting that you said, you know, at the beginning of the year, because it seemed like there was a lot of authors saying that on, you know, like on Facebook, it's like, you know, what's going on? It's, it's, it's gone. And, and I went through that, but I, I blamed it on my knee replacement surgery thinking, okay, that was my job to get that, you know, taken care of. And, but I was getting worried because it was like a good three, four months before all of a sudden, you know, okay, I'm ready to write again, you know, and I'm just wondering if there was something going on in the writing world that, you know, so many of us felt that way or, you know, it was just kind of weird, like all of a sudden, so many people were saying the same thing, you know, so, but we're all back on track, I think, so, <laughs> which is a good thing. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about, not a little bit, but a lot about your newest book, Finagled, which was released this past July. Oh, excuse me. Um, Before you get into it, um, I enjoyed the book a lot, and I'm oh, not a huge you. fan of... 
of, of first-person stories, but when they're done right, I get hooked very quickly. And um, I was talking to my grandkids about the book. My grandkids all love to read, and, and, you know, every once in a while we'll talk about, well, this is in first person, this is in third person. And I was trying to explain to them why I liked this first-person story so much and why it felt different to me. And I, and I came to the realization that I felt like Finn was sitting down next to me and talking to me just, you know, like we were having a, a, a conversation and, you know, over a glass of wine and <laughs> telling us this, this story. And, uh, and I think that's what grabbed me. Oh, I'm, that makes me so happy to hear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just, uh, Finn just kind of came to me. I, I, I don't know that I was really planning her or even intentionally planning to write her that way. It's just how the character presented itself. And she was a blast to write and so much fun. And I think a little bit, she's kind of a little bit like me with sort of the squirrel moment. (laughs) (laughs) And and so I was just able to just take that and, and run with it. And yeah, I, it was a big switch for me because as you mentioned earlier, I, wrote mainly romance so to switch to a cozy mystery completely different genre completely different focus in the plot it it was a challenge but I never felt like it was difficult I never felt like like I had trouble doing it it just it it was you know it was the right story at the right time that's all I can say well can I can I read just a couple of paragraphs of of Chapter one. Oh, sure. Just sure. Because it, you know, it maybe kind of gives you an idea of what, you know, what grabbed me. And the, the chapter title is How It Begins, otherwise known as Chapter One. Who would have thought that an antique writing box, or rather the item hidden in said box, could cause such a kerfuffle? Lying in this dimly lit hospital room, barely able to speak, my loving family gathered around my bedside, making valiant efforts to mask their expressions of concern and despair. I... Wait a sec. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Guess I got a little ahead of myself. I'll start at the beginning. But first, a little about me. Uh, just There was just something about that that just, like I said, I felt like she was sitting down and going, wait a minute, you know, let's, let's back up here. <laughs> so, so tell, us, tell us about Finagle. Tell us about Finn. Well, Finn is a quirky, sometimes a little dramatic uh, shop owner. She's in her early 30s. She loves her family dearly. She loves her basset hound dearly. And she's had a crush on this guy from high school since high school, and she hasn't seen him since graduation. So 15 years later, after, after graduation, she's working in her antique shop, and this guy comes in and has this box that he wants to sell her. And she knows that the whole situation, he's, he's just a little too willing to let go of this priceless antique for too good of a price. But she can't resist and she buys it. And as she's inspecting it afterwards, a piece of paper literally falls at her feet and it has this code written on it. And she's intrigued about that. And the next second, in walks her high school crush, just out of the blue. 
and and that's how that's how her day starts, <laughs> and it just goes on <laughs> from there. So she's she all of a sudden went from kind of having just an ordinary life, an ordinary day, and now she's thrust into this mystery, and she's dealing with uh, Spencer, who has come back and asked her on a date, and uh, it just yeah, it just kind of goes from there, and I loved writing the interactions between her and Spencer and her and her friend and her and her family and her and Garfunkel, her basset hound. I mean, she just, to me, Finn is very personable. And I just loved, I, I, I loved how she interacts with everybody. Well, you know, and one of the things that stuck, you know, so many times we see a, you know, we'll read a book where, you know, the, she's, someone's had a crush on somebody in high school and he ignored her and, and so she hates them, and I, I, I hate that. I don't want to say hate, but I dislike that trope because it's so. But that wasn't the case with this one. She was just more like confused as to why he asked her out, <laughs> which I right. thought was well. And you know, and to give give a little backstory, his family still lives in the same town, so he he had moved to New York to become a best-selling author, and. His his parents and his sister still live in in Port New, which is the town that that they went to school. So it wasn't really unheard of that he returns. His sister's getting married, so he comes back for the wedding. What throws Finn off is that, and I, and I don't want to give too much away, but that you know maybe the the crush that she had on him, maybe it just wasn't one sided, and. Uh, that's just kind of like she's like, huh? Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I yeah, and and, and I like that because it was a little bit, you know, little little twist on the, you know, high school. Well, you can't call them sweethearts because they weren't sweethearts in high school, but you know, comes home and lo and behold, <laughs> you know, um, you mentioned the basset hound, and yes, the basset hound and your. Basset hound in real life has a yes a condition or disease that I had never heard of. Can you explain that? Yes, it's called um, congenital mutant alopecia, and it's most common in Dobermans. What it is, it's a recessive gene that a dog can carry, and anywhere that if it's a dog's coat color, you know, they can be brown, black, white. There's also a color called blue. And if they're a, a dog that has this blue gene, then they can have this uh, alopecia. Basically what it means is anywhere that they are a dark color, they lose their fur. So my basset hound, hmm. Bruno, he is almost all dark he's got his patches of white like a basset hound does and on those parts of his body he has fur just like any other dog would and everywhere else it is just smooth skin he's like a seal with long ears and a, and a, a floppy ears and a long nose and uh, huh. you know it doesn't hurt him it doesn't hurt him or anything I do have to put t-shirts or sweaters on him in the in the fall and the winter when the temperature gets colder and I have to be really careful about having him out in the summer because he can get sunburned. But, um, okay, that was going to be yeah, my question. Uh, there, 
Yeah, there are several breeds of dogs that this can that this can happen to. And I thought, again, with Finn being a little bit quirky and and the, the way that she is, I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun rather than just giving her a a dog as as a sidekick, let the dog be a little quirky too. <laughs> so you have Garfunkel. Well, and and, and anyone reading this book. Um, I, I'd never heard of that before. I didn't even, I didn't know that, you know, dogs could have something like that. And I'm, I learned something from your story. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're never too old to learn, I guess. Uh, um, yeah, I, I thought that was really in, interesting. So, um, yeah, I would say anybody who's, you know, the, it was, it was a, it was a very good book and, and, um, you know, Finn was a, a quirky, fun, fun character, and um, I, I, I feel like she would be something that it would be fun to sit down and have a glass of wine with. But she's not real, so I got to get that out of my head. So <laughs> she's fictional. <laughs> so don't, don't want to sound too weird. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to sit down with Finn over a glass of wine. <laughs> you know? Is there going to be another book with Finn in it? There is. There's. There are going to be several books with Finn in them. If I get that far right now, I'm working on the second book called finicky eaters. And Ah. in this one, grandma Lena, who is Finn's grandmother is accused of murder. And that's all I'll say. And it's up to Finn to kind of figure out what's going on. So yes, but uh, Hmm. there, there are several books that I have story ideas for actually already made the cover for, four of them I think the covers so oh uh, yeah are they all going to be on that that play with the fin in the words like finicky eater and finagled and yes every title will have the word fin in it so uh, I'll give you a a preview of an upcoming one there's one that's going to be called an affinity for murder ah I'm writing these down <laughs> That's clever. Because I was thinking, how many how many words would start with fin? You know, so affinity for murder. That's clever. Well, they don't. Yeah, they don't have to start with the word fin. They just have to have fin yeah. in the word somewhere. In the word. So another one that I'm working on it. Well, that's the ideas in my head is coffin conundrum. So oh. yeah, still, it, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to do kind of a play on words and and yeah. I, what do you do? I'm ready to do get go back through the dictionary and look. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I'm ready to get back into it. And and yes, to answer oh. your question, and you're not supposed to give away my secrets, but yes, I did actually have to look up to see how many words had the word fin. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, how can you know? I I suppose, I suppose maybe online you could do that, but I mean to go through a regular. You know, I first thought, you know, the old-fashioned way of actually going through a dictionary, you know, by hand kind of thing. Like, how would you do that? (laughs) No. No, it's really cool because you can get online and you can just type in, you know, words that begin with Finn or that sound like Finn or something like that. And, oh, yeah, you'll get all sorts of hits and lists and anything from they'll start with three letters and go all the way up to – whatever the longest word is that has that sound in it. You can do that with any word. It's pretty cool. Hmm. The internet is a marvelous thing, isn't it? Oh, and it's also a time 
strainer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know, you should, hear, you know, maybe you've already thought of this, but, you know, have your followers come up with names, titles, or words with the word fin in it. You know, have a little contest or something and, um, you know, let them do the work. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I had somebody on the air if I get stuck, a while, a while <laughs> yeah, I had somebody on the air an author on the air a while back and, and we were talking about you know trying to remember our characters names and she said she'll ask her readers because they know better than she does you know who who was the character in what book and you know, she says they come up with it so um, oh, yeah. now you have a couple of, you have a couple other series um, one was a western series and I think you had nine books in that series I'm correct. Yes, what that's was the, the name? Springs what is the name series. Okay. The Hidden Springs. And that is the series I started with. Here to Stay is the first book in that series and the first book that I wrote. And I wrote, I think, five books in that series and then switched off to contemporary romance and then went back to Hidden Springs. And they take place in the late 1800s. Uh, Arizona Territory, fictional town, and they follow each each book is inclusive in itself. In other words, no cliffhangers, but they all nine books tell the story of the same people in this town. It's just each book features a different couple, and uh-huh. it spans. I'm trying to remember thirty three years, something like that. Because the couple that's in Enduring Traditions, which is the final book, is the the female character is actually the daughter of the couple from the first book. So it just oh. it just ages as it goes on. Hmm. Now are they well besides the the daughter, are there other um relatives like brothers or sisters or it's just town people or well, um, and, and actually I just said that wrong because I said the ninth book was the daughter. The eighth book was the daughter. The ninth book is actually the son of the couple that was in the second book. Um, oh, yeah, okay. they're like, okay, so Here to Stay is Sam and Kate. Hearts on Fire is Jack and Landry, and Jack and Sam are best friends. Abby's Heart is about Landry's niece, Abby, and then so on, and it just – it's pretty much this tight circle of friends and each book again is their own story, but there are connections to the other people in the town. So all of, all of the main characters are in all of the books, just not necessarily as a main character. And that's really mm-hmm. not as confusing as I just made it sound. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're standalones, but there's a continuity because of the characters. Yes. Yes, and okay. and if you read them from the beginning, you can see the growth from, again, like starting with Sam and Kate, by the time you get to book five, which is A Will of Her Own, you can see where Sam and Kate are in their life, because everybody's lives keep going on, too, as it, as it goes out, so. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, another set of books to read. <laughs> so many books, so little time. Oh, I know. I got I got hooked on a on a series that um, I just I, I think I'm on the second to the last book. It's like, and it's one of those. Cause sometimes I'll start, you know, especially if I have an author on the air, and I'll I'll read a book, and then, you know, and then it's like, oh, I want to go back and read the rest, and it's like, oh, I can't remember what the characters are, and. <laughs> 
Um, but this is one that I've read from the beginning to almost the end. I think I'm to the second to the last book. And, and my husband goes, why do you keep reading those? I'm like, because they're good. Why else would I read them? <laughs> if they were bad, I wouldn't be reading them. <laughs> right. So, right. Um, at the, at the, um, so are those, as Hidden Springs, are those, those are romances then? Yes, those are historical um, romance, historical Western romance. romance. And then I wrote okay. some so contemporary, <laughs> contemporary romance, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the Celebration series, which is actually a trilogy, it's three books, by Dawn's Early Light, Reservations for Two, and Under the Mistletoe. And then Seasons of Love is also contemporary, and that's for the four seasonally themed short stories. Mm, okay, sounds interesting. Um, at the end of Finagles, I noticed um, something. I always read all the way to the end, even the you know little bits and pieces. You have something called substance B, and it's not a drug, <laughs> so people don't get excited. Um, <laughs> could you tell us about that? And I even went on your your I went on your your website, and I couldn't find anything about it. So I'm like, I must be looking in the wrong place. Could you explain what that is? Sure. Um, my formatter, um, Paul Salvet through BBE Books, when he formats my books, he has a platform on his on on the BB Books website called Substance B. He does this for all of his oh. authors, and it's a way for it's it's just kind of like another author page that's out there. So okay. um, because he formats my books, we kind of promote him in the back of my books by the substance B page. Okay. So is it like the letter B in the letter B, BB books or? Yes. BB as, as in capital B, capital B, uh, BB book, BB books. Okay. And BB he's e-books. an awesome oh, okay. formatter. BB books. Okay. Yeah. Is it BB book? Now, now I'm looking. Um, yeah, because he's out of Thailand, so it's bbebooksthailand.com is the is the website, and he's a fantastic formatter. I just love him. Okay, I was writing writing that down. So um, we just have just a few more minutes. Um, we talk. You were talking about your podcast and I know I'm going to be on your show not until August of 2020 but I'm looking already looking forward to it tell us about your podcast and when it is and your format and what it's called sure it's a wordplay with Christine Raymond and I chat with two authors a week kind of like we're doing here just a very casual conversation and it's it, it can be about anything they want to talk about. It can be about their books, their hobbies, their families, what it, whatever they want. It airs every Wednesday morning. So tomorrow morning will be two new episodes. And this is kind of interesting because the character in, in Finagled, Finn's uh, crush, is named Spencer Dane, and he's the best-selling author in the book. Turns out there is an actual author named Spencer Dane, and I had him on the show so that episode there's tomorrow so that is just so much fun and and i did you not know that you mentioned that on the character well and you mentioned that on facebook didn't you because that sounds familiar i might have read that on facebook yes yes okay yeah and okay. uh yeah. you can hear the podcast everywhere 
uh, Apple, Google. It's on Artist First Radio Network. It plays on Wednesday mornings live and Friday evenings. They redo the show on Friday evenings on Artist First Radio Network. And yeah, it's it's pretty much out there everywhere. Just celebrated the one what year t- anniversary on October 31st. Uh, 8 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday mornings on Artist First, and then 10 p.m. Eastern on Friday nights, where they replay Wednesday's episode. And as far as everywhere else, it's just pretty much whenever that platform updates on Wednesdays, sometimes it's updated first thing in the morning. I've had Google update as late as 7 p.m. that night, so it's, it's just kind of when they do their platforms. But you can find links to all of the shows on the website, which is www.wordplaypodcast.com. You can also find links to the uh, web, uh, the podcast and my books on my website, which is www.christineraymond.com, and that's Christine with a K. Yeah, and that's good to remember that it's with, with a K. <laughs> Yes, because I think I think one time a while back I was looking for it and it's like oh because my real name is Christine and nickname is Keaton but mine's with oh. a C H so yeah um, my mother wanted to be different okay. <laughs> oh <laughs> well and I um, yeah they they my parents chose the name Tina first but they didn't think it was Christian enough so my name is Christine Marie and my ma- maiden name was Peters so they pretty much had it covered. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with my name. So, um, well, thank you so much for being on my show. This was fun. I I, I enjoyed it. Well, thank you for having me. I did too, and I look forward to having you on mine. <laughs> like you said, in yeah. August. <laughs> yeah, in, in August, a long ways from now. So, uh, yeah, our time is about up. So, um, thank you for joining me today, and uh, join me on November twenty sixth when my guest will be Eleanor Coons. Until then. Read on, my lovelies.